Hi, Caitlin. Hello, Alex. What are we going to do today? We are going to talk about Twilight. (laughs) (laughs) And my teenage self is so excited. I think my 13-year-old Alex just jumped for joy and tripped over her feet. (laughs) I could see it. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay, so we both reread the book um you've reread it several times since the first initial time um I I hadn't read this since 2007 I don't know how you I was 13 yeah that's crazy I feel like I have read it at least every year since it first came out or since I first read it in 2007 2008 whenever because I'm obsessed with it I've always been obsessed with it now I wouldn't say I'm a twilight expert but I am teeter-tottering on that I feel like (laughs) I don't I don't think my brain it might take me a moment to get all of it back but for a hot second there actually not a hot second the entire time twilight was what it was back in our teenage days um I memorized every single actor that was in all the movies their character name their actual like real person name their birthday where they lived who they were married with if they had kids like I was obsessed I don't understand how I had any friends well that's why we were friends exactly (laughs) you were were my only friend (laughs) when I think back on it i would read them a lot and I would like bookmark it and like make notes about it but what really got me was the different fan theories and like the different like reddit threads and also fan fictions I was one of those people that like was deep in on the fan fictions but now thanks to book talk I'm realizing I might not know that much about Twilight as I did as a teenager yeah I especially since we've been talking about um, doing this and starting with Twilight, which is where it all began for the both of us, really, when it comes to reading. Um, I have had so many Twilight TikToks popping up on my FYP page, and I'm loving every second of it. And there's definitely information that I did not know. Yep, it just takes one video to like it, and then it's all over. It is. Mine is currently our Pat's fan edits, which I'm not complaining, but still. That's all it's done. <laughs> I never really got into any fan fiction. So I've never read any Twilight fan fiction at all. Oh, see, I loved the fan fiction. Um, Mom and Dad, that's probably why we had viruses on our computer because I was reading fan fiction. <laughs> oh, gosh. Aside from our obsessive over the series, I really, I really enjoyed rereading it again after, let's see, gosh, 10 plus years. Yeah, 10 plus it years. Crazy. I know reading it as an adult, I realized like Stephanie Meyer knew what she was doing, writing a character like Bella, because even as a 27 year old woman, I'm like, wow. I was that awkward teenager just like Bella, like tripping over our feet and like being stressed out about the boy sitting next to you or the sweater that you're wearing. (laughs) And then, yeah, just having that internal freak out moment. And also the anxiety that Bella has too. 
I feel like she Stephanie Meyer knew what she was doing writing Bella I absolutely agree I felt like I was her because there were so many attributes of her character that I felt like I had too, like the awkwardness and the clumsiness and just a whole bunch, a whole bunch of different things. Um, I will say, rereading it now as a twenty-six-year-old, their makeout scenes or any time that they get like touchy with each other, I'm like, dang. I was 13 when I read this book and my mom let me read it. It's heavy. Yeah. Well, see, you say that. I don't think our parents truly knew what we were reading. Now, okay, it's not saying like they're super smutty books. No. But like you said, 13-year-old and like some of these scenes are definitely a little bit more steamier, especially considering like uh, Stephanie Meyer's religion and like all of that too like it's very conservative and like oh my gosh sometimes it truly is the quiet ones you have to look out for I mean that's how I grew up a very religious household I wasn't allowed to read or watch Harry Potter and my mom let me read this book series and I'm rereading it now as an adult woman going "Ooh, I'm getting hot and bothered by these scenes <laughs> oh my goodness I, I can't been... imagine what I was thinking as a 13 year old girl reading that I know. I wish I could go back into my 13-year-old brain and, like, know what I was thinking. Because I definitely mm-hmm. remember buying Twilight at a, on a family vacation. And that's all I did that family vacation. And my poor mother, she got the play-by-play. <laughs> there was no reason for my mom to read these books, or my father for that matter. Because they definitely... I was barreling out of my bedroom at, like, 12 o'clock in the morning. Like, you'll never guess what Jacob just said to Bella. <laughs> all the tea I'm gonna spill all the tea to you mom and dad oh my goodness I don't I did not discuss this book with my parents um but I'm pretty sure that whenever I came over to your house we would have in-depth conversations about this with each other and your mom so thank oh, yeah. you Heather <laughs> and my mom just sits there nicely and goes uh-huh okay sweeties <laughs> that's really great oh my goodness um I guess we can just dive right into the book itself I know we talked about we kind of want to talk about the book and also the movie because like every girl our age back then obsession was a real thing yeah so the the books okay a lot of people make fun of the movies right I'll just start off with that like everyone the Twilight series in general is just, it's always a joke to a lot of people. But I personally have always thought that the Twilight movie versus the book is actually pretty similar. And especially now, like, reading it and, like, taking notes and dissecting it, I'm like, okay, there's definitely a lot of parts that they were getting there. They had the right idea, but they they still missed it. They still missed it. But they were still similar to the book. Filter throughout the whole movie. That would have been really nice. Yeah, but that blue filter is now iconic. (laughs) Iconically cringe. It is pretty cringe, but it's nostalgic. Yes. (laughs) It's nostalgic. Oh my god! I need a real chair. (laughs) 
<laughs> not a cooler. Oh my god. We never eat. <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna leave that in there or not, but if we do, anyone listening, I'm in my spare bedroom. And we never use this room. And my <laughs> desk is in this room. But I don't have a desk chair, so I'm using a, a cooler. <laughs> and I just slid <laughs> right off. What for a little ride. <laughs> so as we're talking about clumsiness and feeling very similar to Bella, at 26, it, nothing has changed. No, truly no. <laughs> All right. So rereading this, at first, I'm going to be really honest. I thought Bella was so rude. Bella is very sassy, and I wish that people saw that in the movie. 100% they missed that part. I was reading, like, goodness, she's so rude. Like, a little compassion would be nice. Now, as the book goes on, it does get better, and you kind of learn more about her character. So it helps with not seeing her as rude as she can be but there must be something in the water at Forks High School because um her two friends oh if you want to call them friends Lauren and Jessica why are they so nasty internally nasty to her Lauren is so rude she's so nasty I love Angela Angela is so sweet I don't consider the only real friend Bella has, aside from the boys, like Jacob and Edward friends, is, yeah. I, I mean, they're not, Jacob is not even really her friend yet in this book, is Angela. Honestly, she's the nicest, pure-hearted person. Jessica is Miss Popular. Not even that. I think she's just a little jealous. Lauren's she's... just being a typical high school girl and, like, has some sort of I don't know what she has against Bella, but. Well, at first it was because she heard Tyler was going to ask Bella out to prom. And that she did not like that. So once they got over that hump, I think things were a little Mm -hmm. bit better. Jessica does grow as a character. I don't, I honestly don't think she's fully ever Bella's real friend. I'm skipping ahead here, but do we ever see Lauren again in the books? Or is it just Twilight that we see her in? I honestly think it's only Twilight. And Lauren was not even, like, really portrayed in the movie at, at all. It was just Jessica no. and Angela. I guess you could also say her, Bella's only other friend in the school would be Angela and Alice. Outside of, like you said, Edward and Jacob. Yeah, Alice Alice really wants to be Bella's friend. She's begging to be Bella's friend. She is begging to be Bella's friend. I've always just loved Alice. She's so quirky. She's so fun. Um, So I'm glad that they become as close as they become. But I am terrible note taker. So for the first 200 pages, (laughs) I didn't take any notes on this. Honestly, I don't even think you need to take notes for the first 200 pages because that's just a lot of, like, them building, like, Stephanie Meyer building up to her relationship with Edward. 
Because once yeah. you get to the Port Angeles chapter, that's when you start to learn more about their relationship. Because they have like yeah. that awkward 20 question moment. Oof. I felt her pain. I felt Bella's pain so immensely. I know. Like her internal thoughts when he's asking her simple questions like along the lines of, what are your favorite flowers? And she's like, oh, um, it's so-and-so. Um, I, when they were doing that, he asked, what is your favorite gemstone? And honestly, they went on like a whole like half a page on that. I'm like, this is the stupidest question. Who asked that question? What's your favorite gemstone? I don't know, but I like I. That's actually one of my cute parts that I marked down because she says topaz. Like that is a very random question to ask, but then yes. she says it's his color of his eyes that that yes. week, and I thought that that was cute. That was cute. It was very cute, but I just did not like that question. It's weird as an adult because you kind of realize how uh, predatory <laughs> Edward is. Oh, 100%. And overly protective, even though he's known her for like two months. At Not that even. Point, they hadn't even known each other for two months. I know we talked about this offline, like outside of the podcast. You think of the timeline of Bella and Edward. She's 17 when she moves to Forks. Married just before her eighth birthday. So that's like, that's like not even an actual year. Yeah, Bella's crazy, dude. She dates a vampire. Then she somewhat dates a wolf. And then she gets pregnant with a half vampire, half human baby. She's crazy. Hopefully she has therapy now, but. She's a vampire now. She doesn't need anything. She's good. She's good. Um. I did note, so page 200 um, was when Edward and Bella come to school for the first time together. And boy, the looks they were getting. Whenever I read that part, I just always think of the part in the movie when he pulls up in the Volvo and Robert Pattinson's got the shirt unbuttoned, he's got the Ray-Bans, and he's just very attractive but I always think of that very I visualize that part when I read it and even and the song plays like, in my head yes oh the soundtracks iconic into that I love that scene so much in the movie and it is a little bit different in the book but I love that scene so much in the movie because I just love how he looks I love how Bella looks I love how they're acting together finally you're like thank god they're finally together and I love how he like puts his arm around her and she makes a comment about everyone staring and he's like, oh, whatever, I'm going to hell anyways. I'm like, yes, this is the moment we have been waiting for. It's about dang time. About dang time. <sighs> I loved it. Since we're kind of correlating and we're already talking about Bella and Edward, can we just talk about, like, this is one thing that I've been wanting to talk with you about for a while now how nonchalant Bella is she's like doesn't even say like oh you're a vampire they just she just hops in this car and that's that yes and I honestly I didn't even realize the difference in that between the book and the movie because in the movie they made this whole big thing about it like as if you could outrun me and I'm like oh my gosh please no 
Um, and he goes, say it. And she goes, vampire. But in yeah, the book, I, that never happens. She never even says, she never even says, I know you're a vampire. She just, like, he says something about, I can read minds. And the story that she heard from, from um, Jake, from Jacob's tribe, which I can never pronounce right. So I'm not a, even going to attempt. Uh, yeah, I can't either. I even Google voiced it and didn't understand it, though. No. Like, she she hears that story, so that makes her really start thinking. Um, but they never, like, come straight out and say it. She just is like, eh, okay, whatever, you're a little different. And you can read people's minds and you sparkle in the sun. Even her internal monologue, she just, like, has, there's no thoughts behind him confirming that he is some sort of supernatural being. No. She just is like, okay. She like gets nervous about how she is acting rather yeah, than she... being scared that he's a a predator. <laughs> and he makes it Literally very a obvious that he's a predator. Like he makes it extremely obvious that he is not good for her. He is not safe for her. He does it much more in the book than he does the movie. But she's just as like going along for the ride. Get it, crazy girl. Bella. Didn't Chief Swan teach you anything? Apparently not. What the heck? Stay out of the woods and don't get in a strange man's car. Well, I guess he was a stranger then, but he is pretty weird. So she should have known better. Yeah, but I mean, look at him. I'd get in his car. I probably would have gotten in his car too, especially given the situation that they were in. Which, yeah, the whole, whole poor Angelus chapter is probably one of my favorite chapters in the book outside of the blood typing chapter like those are my oh I love that uh, yeah top two chapters in the whole book of twilight like even like the chapters with james and everything are meh compared to poor angelus and blood typing honestly same like those i lived for those episodes oh my gosh i lived for those chapters i watched netflix too much um once I got to the part where, like, they were freaking out about James and Victoria and Laurent, like, that that part was, like, nothing because I, I really, I understand, like, the point of having that storyline because you want to keep your readers involved and interested, especially in the movie. Like, that's the whole reason, it's not the whole reason, but it's all part of this particular story in the series. Honestly, I would have been happy with just Bella and Edward content, the whole how many pages, this 30 chapters, not even 30 chapters. Like, that's all I wanted. Yeah, that is one of those parts, like, because I know we were talking about, you know, Twilight book versus movie. And that is one of those, the blood typing chapter that I always tell, like, friends and family, I wish this is the main part that they had kept in the book. Because the, the portions with James, Victoria, and Laurent, and all that whole issue, they do a good job about putting that into the movie. But you don't get enough of, like, Bella and Edward being super awkward with each other. And also, like, the funny, the fact that she's squeamish around blood, he's a vampire, and spoiler, she will also be a vampire soon. I don't yeah, know if that's a spoiler for anyone anymore because it's been out for so long, but... I would not consider that a spoiler. Um, 
not at all. Bella becomes a vampire. You got to read the books. And if you don't want to read the books, that's fine. You can watch the movies. They're not as good, though. No, they're definitely <laughs> not as good. Yeah, I really, I forgot how much I love those chapters, especially the blood typing scene, until I reread that. I was like, oh, it's just so sweet. It makes your heart, like, it makes you feel 16 again. Yeah. Or if when you have that first, like, love, and you're like, every touch is like fireworks. Yeah. And I, lo- I, I just that. love how early that happens for them. I'm like, please, yeah. please give me more. Maybe that's why I like the blood typing one because I'm like, that's, that is like a typical high school moment of her being like, oh my God, I'm going to yak all over myself and I like, just leave me alone. And she has her crush trying to come to her like, how mortifying I would, I would run and hide. Die. I think I would die too. <laughs> Oof. But it's so sweet. Um, <clears throat> I also love the part where um, Edward is finally like with Bella's knowledge staying with her for the first night and she's like so worried he's just gonna leave and never come back and I think at that point excuse me I think at that point like they've been like together for what a week maybe I think less than that like three days probably I would say like three days to a week that they've been like officially boyfriend and girlfriend and she's that she's aware of right and he he's staying the night and she's so scared he's gonna leave her and never come back yeah I think I don't know Bella's got some stage five clinger tendencies and they both do you okay reading this book as an adult you realize truly how toxic their relationship is yes they should have never been together because no. he was too protective and she was too she's never she's i don't never know what the right word anyone. for that like inexperienced. she's never had yeah she's very inexperienced when it comes to relationships and she's always been a caregiver she still is a caregiver to charlie her dad like she cooks him dinner, she does she makes sure that every her parents who are supposed to be doing that for her, she makes sure that they're okay. And so I think this is like her first time of like, oh my gosh, I I can be the one being taken care of. Yeah. It's finally my turn. And I don't think she honestly knows what to do with that. No, she really doesn't. And that's a great way to put it because like even though Charlie has taken care of himself prior to Bella moving to Forks, it's just like within her, like, I don't know, just like her daily routine to take care of the parent, which is very weird, which that's a whole nother conversation. Renee is a terrible mother. There, I, I love it. how much of a free spirit she is. Terrible mom, though. Should not have been a mom. But, and I, I don't think she was a terrible mother. But I, I definitely think she could have done better. She could have done better. Your 15-year-old daughter is, like, making you dinner and making sure the bills are paid. And, I mean, she does make comments that her, Renee has tried. But she's so wild at heart that it's hard for her. She's a free spirit. It's just hard for her yeah. to have consistency and so Bella has to take over that for her because like she's even said in the book, Bella has said, 
she has a lot more Charlie in her than Renee. It's true. I love Charlie. I think I'm just, I love Charlie. So I'm like, okay, Renee's bad mom because Charlie is top tier parent. I love Renee. Renee gives me Lorelai Gilmore vibes. Oh yeah. I did not even think of it like that. She definitely, they definitely have a Lorelai and like Rory relationship. Kind of. Um, so that's well, that's why I kind of understand Renee a little bit more, even though we don't get too much information on her, which I kind of wish we did, um, is because that's the kind of relationship I feel like they had, especially because at some point in Twilight, Bella does tell Edward her mom is her best friend. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's even nice too, like later on in the series when they go to visit Renee <clears throat> in Florida. Mm-hmm. and Edward's like okay like I can see why Bella felt like she had to take care of Renee because like you said Renee is very free-spirited but again he gets kind of he gets kind of pissy about it because he's like she's just a teenager let her be a teenager yeah she's never had that chance and Edward's giving her that chance I think it's good for her I do agree with you rereading this as an adult and realizing there's a lot of toxic traits going on here and it's not healthy it all ends up fine but it's definitely not healthy it's definitely not healthy and you see that I know we aren't talking about Midnight Sun but you definitely see that in Midnight Sun oh yes 100% we'll, we'll be the tabs I that. have in this book are insane <laughs> <laughs> But I love that for her. Um, I also liked, I did like the scene where they went and Edward took her hiking and she got so mad at him because she's like, dude, I can barely walk on a normal floor without falling and you expect me to go five miles on foot without dying, basically. And he's like, whatever, you're fine. Um, But the meadow scene and she finally gets to see like the real him and they're being like super honest with each other. Um, just because that's such an iconic scene throughout the whole series and she finally gets to see him sparkle like diamonds in the sun which I have a story for you about that oh please do tell so the whole sparkling vampire thing it still gets so much crap and I do understand why um it's a little weird it's weird. <laughs> Not a little, it is. It is, <laughs> it is, it is weird. Um, so do you remember back in like middle school days, we go to like limited two when that was still a thing. Yeah. And you could get like the glitter makeup. Yeah. I can't believe I'm saying this. <laughs> oh gosh, I'm such a weirdo. So Remember when I broke my pinky and I had to have surgery on it and I had two pins? Yeah. When I got those pins taken out, I had two perfect, like, circles, like, stars (laughs) on my hand. I was so obsessed with this book. I put that freaking makeup glitter on my hand. I was like, oh, it sparkles now like Bella because I got bit by a vampire. (laughs) I would go to school with it. Oh, I did not know that one. That's yeah, funny. I would go to school with it. Thankfully, I was still in eighth grade at the time. So it wasn't too terrible, but I don't know why I thought that was a good idea. 
I don't know why we did half the things that we did in regards to our Twilight obsession. No, no. You want to talk about awkward stage? Yeah, I don't. Intense I need to pull some stage. pictures. But you know, like our friends and family definitely uh, played into that, though. Because you know we are bouncing. Who bought us the t-shirts? Oh my god! There honestly was one Christmas or maybe a birthday that all I got was Twilight stuff. It was one of those situations where you're like, I love flamingos. And then everyone you know buys you flamingo everything. I told my grandmother once that I love Twilight. And every birthday and Christmas since that, I got something about Twilight or Harry Potter. So it truly took over my life. And at one point, it was Michael Phelps. I love me some Michael Phelps. Yeah, well, I had posters of him. That's insane. So did I. <laughs> Take a trip back to the year 2008 with us, my fellow yeah. millennials. <laughs> uh, Twilight posters and Michael Phelps and Justin Bieber posters. Jonas Brothers, Yikes. One Direction. Oh, I don't think One Direction was a thing quite yet then. No, that was like our, that was high Jonas school. Brothers. Yeah, the good old Joe Bros, Hannah Montana. Oh, good old days. Going on a tangent. <laughs> That happens. <sighs> Welcome to the podcast where sometimes we have squirrel <laughs> moments. What else did I tag? I tagged um, <clears throat> a lot of the different pages where Bella is like asking about the Colin family to friends and also internally. Ooh, yeah. um, because really the best Colin family member is Alice. Like I love Edward, but Alice is Alice is my gal. And I wish we had gotten more scenes of her in the series in general, like both movie and books. Because her story yeah. is so fascinating to me because she doesn't know her she human no life. Idea. Yeah, I I agree. Um I totally forgot and I wish that they would have put this information in the movie. Um was it Jasper? No, not Jasper. Um, James knew Alice. Or yeah. One of one of the three. It was either James, Laurent, or Victoria. They knew Alice from when she was created because it says that she was in an asylum because she could see she was psychic. Yeah, she was in the same asylum as her mother that her father yeah. put both of them into because her mother was obviously psychic as well. Yeah. But James knew Alice um, before she turned into a vampire. He actually hunted her down very similar to what he did with Bella because he he wanted to either A, kill her or B, turn her, probably both. Um, yeah. But she actually gets saved by one of the asylum janitors who was a vampire and was like working at the asylum for whatever reason, but thank goodness yeah. he was because he saved her life. It's so weird. I don't know if you want me to read the paragraph. Please do. So this is about Alice. Um, and I can't, I think it is James who knows her. Um, he says, yes, your little friend. I was surprised to see her in the clearing. So I guess her coven ought to be able to derive some comfort from this experience. I get you, but they get her. 
one victim who escaped me quite an honor actually freaky yeah because that's in that video i really i really wish that they would have put that information in um the movie also i totally forgot that they explained carlisle all of his paintings in his office and we never got to see that in the movie either and i honestly think they should have because that actually set up for later books because it has the picture of the Volturi in it. Yeah, I think in the, like when we're talking about the whole series in general, um, they talk about Carlisle like for one full chapter almost mm-hmm. um, he, uh, yeah, in he... Twilight, but it's not until New Moon when she um, is attacked by Jasper that we see those photos and or his paintings in his office. Uh, Edward goes through the painting. Each picture? Yeah, he does. Yeah. Um, Which I think on my extended Twilight DVD that I have, two (laughs) of, um, I think it's a deleted scene that they never put in. If I remember correctly. I could be wrong. I don't know. That just means we have to watch it now. (laughs) I'm going to have to watch all the commentary. I can't tell you how many times I watched Twilight, the movie, with the commentary of the director, um, Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart. Oh, I remember that. I would also watch it through with um, just the subtitles so I wouldn't miss a thing. Every little breath that they took, I had memorized. I probably still have it memorized. It's just been a while. There are are definitely a lot of parts in the... uh, in the movie that I have memorized. God, I was watching the interview that Robert Pattinson just did with GQ and they talk about him with Harry Potter and him as Edward Cullen. Um, very, very good interview, but they showed some clips from Twilight. I still knew every single word. I was, I was mouthing right along with his character. <laughs> Since we're talking about the movies again, do you remember? Do you remember watching Twilight in theaters for the first time? Because I only yeah. really remember watching New Moon up until Breaking Dawn. I I remember going and seeing Twilight for the first time. It was my first midnight movie when they were still doing that. Um, which you really actually didn't get in until one a.m. So we all had to stand outside of the movie theater until it opened for the movie premiere. And I honestly, like, I think it was myself, obviously, and my mom. I think it was just my mom and I too that went. Um, I was so beside myself. It was a core memory for sure. Yes. Mom, if you're listening, can you please confirm, was it you and I that saw this movie? Because I don't remember at all. I think, I have a feeling I was with someone, but I don't think it was you. No, because I remember seeing, like, when we, okay, so Twilight for sure was with my mom, and I think my grandma was with us, because my my grandma went to Barnes & Noble after that and bought the whole series. Um, New Moon, I... I was on a family vacation and we made team Edward shirts and we like did really dark make. I'll have to try to pull that picture, but it's my cousin Jennifer and my cousin Patricia. And we made the tie dye team Edward shirts. 
but the theater that we went to, it released at like in the afternoon. Well, we had nothing else going on. Cause it was only, Hay- it was Haywood, Wisconsin. There's nothing going nothing. on. There's nothing. Um, so we were like one of the first people to get in, but Eclipse and for sure Breaking Dawn, you and I saw all of those together. Yeah. Um, Eclipse was the last one in the series that they did the midnight showing on. They didn't do them for Breaking Dawn part one or two because they weren't doing them anymore. Oh, really? I don't know. See, like I'm bringing up so many like childhood memories that are like buried deep, deep down there that <laughs> it's hard to remember. And I remember that because I was so mad because I wanted to go see uh, Eclipse for the midnight showing, but my mom didn't get the right tickets. Oh, no. (laughs) And so I didn't get to go see it the day it came out. Um, And then they never did a midnight showing for the rest of them, the last two. No. Yeah. Now that you say that, I might be getting, because we, after we saw a lot of midnight movie premieres together. Like we did like the hunger games, midnight premieres. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. We did some of the twilight movie premieres. Um, I think there was one, one other series Liz. we did. We went, you, me and um, Laura went to go see lame is. Oh, that's right. And we did that one. And I feel like we also did divergent. The second one. I don't think so. Cause that came out after we were in high school. Yeah, I have no idea. Maybe that was someone else. I actually, you know what? I think it was my brother and I that went and saw it together at like 1 a.m. I'm pretty sure that it was my mom, my brother, and me who went and saw Twilight. My poor brother had to get dragged along. Yeah, your brother probably complained. So Sam probably was acting like he was annoyed. But deep down, he was thoroughly enjoying himself. He loves Twilight probably more than I do. Put him on blast. It was a school night, and we got to go see the midnight showing, and we got to stay up past our bedtimes at that point, because yes, in eighth grade, I still had a bedtime. I was so excited. I had a very strict household. (laughs) Did you play hooky the next day? No, I had to go to school. Oh, dang. Yeah. But you know what? It was fine because I'm pretty sure I was bragging to everyone like, ah, did you go see Twilight last night? No, nope. sucks to be you. I did. <laughs> that Probably not because the... I didn't talk to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> what you just said reminded, reminds me of that TikTok sound that's like, are you new here? And then they like walk away really sassy. Yes. Can you imagine if we had TikTok in high school? Oh, God. Uh, no, we had Vine, though. Yeah, our senior year, Vine came out. Vine and Dub Smash, or whatever it was called. Oh, yes. I was obsessed with Dub Smash. Yes. Yep, I was, too. Um, also doing, like, the all those weird dances. Yep. Hmm. Like, the one where you had to pause, and then everyone isn't stuck in that one spot. I don't even remember the name of the, the song or the dance. Yeah, there we go. Thank you. Yeah. I don't know why. Could things... you could you imagine how great the Collins would be at Harlem Shake? They would slay. They would do so good. They're <laughs> statues. That song and dance make... was made for them. <laughs> it was made for them. They have to 
make themselves move like humans, like living people. Yeah, that's um one of the parts that you see in Breaking Dawn. And you also see it a little bit in Midnight Sun. Obviously, we don't talk about it Midnight Sun yet, but it's funny, like, hearing how they have to live their lives while they're in the human world. Especially in the cafeteria, because everyone's watching them, essentially. So crazy. You kind of feel bad for them a little bit. Um, Especially, like, Edward and Rosalie did not want this life for them. No, Carlisle, too. Carl did not want to be a vampire at all. No, he did not want to be one at all. So you kind of do in a way, but then they wouldn't be as beautiful as they are, and we wouldn't have the story that we have. I know. They all have such, they all have, like, sad stories. I would say the only person that has, like, a normal transition, like, as weird as it sound, would be Edward. Yes, he was dying from Spanish influenza. Boring. (laughs) But he wasn't, it wasn't like Esme's story or Jasper's even. I feel the worst for Jasper. um, Just to deal with like all the Civil War battles and everything. And he was basically manipulated until Alice found him. Yeah, that's true. It's very true. Esme's story is very sad. You only get like one page of her story. And I think... That does not do her enough justice because Esme no. truly is a goddess. It is really <laughs> sad. She is. I love I love her character. I love the actress who played her. Um, it, it is really sad. And I really wish that they would have put more information, like background, on the Collins in the movies because it just adds so yeah. much more to their character. But Esme has a, I mean, at the end of it, they all have a happy ending. But Esme's just makes me swoon because she has always loved Carlisle, like when she was younger and thought he was just like the most handsome man in the town. And then she wakes up as a newborn vampire and she's like, oh, okay, this is my life. I'm going to be with Carlisle now. I've always loved you and I'm going to keep loving you because you've always been so cute. It's, it is so cute. That's her story aside from her jumping off the cliff. Um, trying to kill herself but um, her story reminds me of a time traveler's wife where like he would travel back in time and he basically grew up with her as a little girl and they ended up getting married and all this stuff that's kind of Carlisle Esme obviously he's a vampire not a time traveler but (laughs) same thing honestly same same thing Um, I've only seen that movie once and I will only watch it once because I'm pretty sure I hyperventilated during that movie because I could not stop crying. I bawl every time and I just love it. I just love it so much. But I also love, love these movies. Uh, I'm just so excited that we finally get to use all of our knowledge. I know. We can share it now with people who probably don't want to hear about Twilight because they probably have heard enough. But you know what? Alex and I have been holding this between ourselves in our sometimes weekly FaceTimes and we somehow always end up talking about Twilight. Now I think about it, we do talk, talk about that a lot. We do. The fact that it's been about 15 years since this whole thing we began. Let me just go get my walker. Um, it's been about 15 years since this whole frenzy began 
And we're still in love with the series, rather that's the book version or the movie version. I'm pretty sure like a few months ago, I rewatched the whole movie series. Yeah. Well, because they had them on Netflix for a little bit and then they took it down. They're all gone now. I know. I Thanks, Netflix. Gosh. Putting our DVDs in the DVD player is just too much work. <laughs> well, and to top it off, you know, we are obsessing, you know, over the books and like just like the normal media platforms when it comes in regards to really any movie and book series from our teenage years. But now thanks to Book Talk. It's just, it has imploded my life. It's just, it's so nice. And it's so nice, especially with TikTok, that there are people like us still out there and still talking about this series. Yes. I actually, I have a random Twilight question for you. Yeah. So in my, in my reread, right? So Bella is in the car with Edward on the way back from Port Angeles. Why does she start crying? Because I was I was reading that. I was tandem reading Midnight Sun and Twilight. And Bella just randomly, randomly cries. And Edward's like, what the fuck? Why are you crying? And even in Twilight, there's <laughs> there's no reasoning for her to be crying. I think... I think, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, why are you... What? Why are you shedding tears right now? I stumped you. I honestly don't think there's a... Re- I was wondering that last night. And I wanted to ask you before I forget. Because I don't know if maybe I missed something. Or if it's just a Bella moment where she just starts crying. <laughs> well, one thing she does a lot is especially when she gets super upset, like mad or angry, she starts crying. Yeah. Which I do the same thing. It's the most annoying trait. You I was just gonna angry. say I can you I can relate. Angry because you're crying and people are like, are you okay? I'm like, yes, but I'm very mad still. And the only I way to know. express your anger is to cry. <laughs> yes, I don't know why she started crying. I I honestly I must have just skipped right over that part because I didn't understand the whole point behind her crying. So I was like, whatever, useless. Move on. <laughs> I it probably is super useless but it was just one of those things when I was doing my like I said when I was tandem reading Midnight Sun and Twilight like that's a very random part for her to just be like you know they're going through this con- motions of this conversation and then she just she just starts to cry I don't know maybe it was just like like her way of like a sigh of relief and she just started crying I don't know maybe. but I just thought I would throw that out there because there definitely are parts of Twilight where I'm like what what was the purpose of that? Like, why did we write that into the book, Miss Meyer? Well, yeah. Mrs. Meyer. Um, there are quite a few parts in the book that I felt like that. I really want to just go back to that chapter and read that part and figure out what the heck is going on there. Well, it's the part where he like confirms with her that he's a vampire, and she just. She just sheds one single tear. And she's not ever, she's never really scared of him either. So that makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, why is this, this never stumped me as a teenager um, or in my reread of it last year. But now, because I'm actually dissecting it, I'm like, there's a lot of parts popping up 
that I have no clue what's going on. Uh, yes, you know what else that I was really excited to get to is the outfit she picks out to go meet Edward's parents for the first time. That long khaki, khaki skirt. skirt and the blue sweater. No. Yes, but that's Edward's favorite blue sweater. That's why she wears it. Well, the that blue khaki sweater, skirt, though. I, I'm fine with. Yes, it's the khaki skirt. And she says it's her nicest outfit. I understand that when this book came out, it was 2005. Yeah, and she's also, Stephanie Meyer is also conservative. Like, she's very, very reserved. Or was. I don't know. Like I said, still quiet ones I gotta look out for. So, you could have worn jeans with some cute Converse, girlfriend. Why'd you wear that khaki skirt? Exactly. Which, they did not dress her that way in the movie. But what were you going to say? Um, so somewhere along the way, I watched an interview with Stephanie Meyer and the interviewer was like, okay, so why, like, why the khaki skirt? And this is pretty recently, like, you know, 2019 to now, I don't know the exact year. Mm -hmm. She, she just, you know, she starts laughing. She's like, okay, like when I was picturing it, um, the skirt truly isn't that long. It's like, you know, it's a midi khaki skirt with the blue with the blue sweater and it's a khaki skirt that I currently own or that I have owned. So that's why I wrote it because when she was writing twilight, Stephanie envisioned herself as Bella, which weird, that's a whole different topic. Uh, But so there's a lot of parts of Bella's characters, characteristics that are similar to who Stephanie is as a person. It's just so weird. Like, you could have picked anything. You could have wore a dress instead of a top and a skirt. Yeah. I don't know. I was, I know it was a huge thing trending for a while, and I was really excited to get to that part. And it did not disappoint. Um, I love seeing people that um, they like dress up as Bella in that outfit. And this skirt is honestly from like, 1999 2000 they had to have there's no way you can find it no is that kind of are those shoes that she was wearing was doc martens i think they were or she doc some sort of like clunky shoe like that although doc martens are very cute so i will never buy a pair of doc martens again because i got my first pair in seventh grade i did not want them but my mom made me buy them because they're like, they're really expensive and they're just a good classic shoe. They'll go with everything. I could barely walk on with no shoes, let alone clunky bricks on my feet. That morning, I decided to wear these shoes with my brand new pair of jeans and I biffed it down the bus stairs because yeah. my feet got caught in each other. I was getting off a school bus and I fell down the stairs. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Doc Martens, um, they take a little bit to get used to. I never wore them again. So I don't know if those are the exact shoes that she wears, but she definitely wears um, shoes like that that are got the thicker sole yes. to them, and they're like yes. all leather. This they're like chunky Mary Janes. Yes. Either way, the skirt is hideous. And you know, it would have been hilarious if they had kept that in the movies. Can you imagine Kristen Stewart wearing a blue sweater with a long khaki skirt and clunky shoes? Absolutely I was just going to say, I don't feel like Kristen would have been mortified. And it's funny that we're talking about how Bella related a lot to 
like everyday teenage girls and boys. Um, because Kristen Stewart truly is Bella Swan. Yes. And, and there I was no one how, else that could have played that. No, I hated how much flack she got for how terrible of an actress she was. She was actually very good. She was on point for how Bella was acting. So whoever says she was a crap actor and she did a horrible job, read the books. Because that's exactly how Beck, how Bella is. They never read the books and they never saw Kristen Stewart in any of her earlier movies. She, Panic Room is so good with Jodie Foster. I think she's like 10 in that movie, but Kristen Stewart is 10, but she's so good. Yeah, she was in Panic Room and she was also in um, the movie adaptation of Speak, which is a very heavy, heavy book. Catch that kid, Disney Channel. <laughs> yeah, catch that guy. I forgot. Actually, they just <laughs> added that to to Disney Plus, so now I'll have to watch that watch tonight. <laughs> I guess we know what we're doing after this. <laughs> yeah, watching Catch That Kid. Oh yeah, yeah. Between that and Lizzie McGuire on the Disney Channel. That's my Disney comfort Plus. show. That's like my background. Uh, I'll put Lizzie McGuire or Doctor Who on the TV while I'm working. Probably not the. They're very distracting, but I can yeah. somehow work to that i don't know how it works but that's how i am with gilmore girls so i know we both want to watch catch that kid so we should probably log off um and let everyone even try to listen to this podcast honestly for our first podcast show i know we probably rambled a lot but that's just i feel like that happens in every type of well a yes our brains work that way and i don't know if you've ever done a book book club in general just a lot of rambles but that's okay yeah but I mean, thanks for listening <laughs> people they'll, they'll they'll get the hang of it and eventually catch on hopefully so uh, thank you so much for listening we are so excited to be doing this and we have absolutely no idea what we're doing <laughs> no none at all but we would love feedback and also you should reread twilight and let us know some of your favorite parts as well. Yes, we do have an Instagram. So it is designated reading buddies. Um, so please let us know what you think. Give us a like or I guess a follow. We don't have a Facebook page. This is literally all we have. <laughs> like, follow, and subscribe. I've always wanted to say that. <laughs> our, our, our dreams are coming true. <laughs> okay. Well, All right. Bye, friends. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Bye.